talk to you briefly today about the blessing of unity. Uh, there's, there's an absolute incredible blessing uh, that we find all throughout the Word of God, but I want us to focus on one particular passage about the blessing of unity. And we have an incredible opportunity uh, continuously here at Gathering Church to come together and exhibit and exemplify a spirit of unity. Uh, when, when God planted this church, he grabbed folks from every walk of Christianity. So we got you know, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Pentecostal, uh, uh, Catholic. Uh, uh, we've, we, we got a Mormon family that, that joined us a while back. I mean, you, you name it, we got folks that have come together for the express purpose of worshiping the Lord and learning how to be better disciples and getting into the Word of God. And we come together, number one, on this one unifying uh, truth, and that is this, Jesus is Lord. And then from there we grow. And some of us worship different than others, and that's okay. The Bible says to worship them in spirit and in truth. So, so you don't have to worship like me if that's not the way you worship. Just worship him in truth. Worship him sincerely. And in spirit. Uh, that's, that's where we get the word inspired or inspiration. Be, let the word of God and the, and the goodness of God inspire you, right? So we, we've got this incredible opportunity. It's really unique because we're kind of a multi-flavored church when it comes to some of our background. We're a multi-flavored church when it comes to our ethnicity. Look across the room, man. We're very, very mixed ethnically. Praise God. Because that's what heaven's like. When we cross over, all of his beautiful creation is going to be there, right? Uh, not only that, we're very diverse when it comes to nationalities. We've just in our, our nice, uh, uh, cozy fellowship here, we have seven nationalities represented. That's pretty cool. Amen. That means we get some good food when it comes to our potlucks, I'll tell you that, man. Because <laughs> we it's like it's like a it's like a global smorgasbord, right? Uh, but but I love it because because unity doesn't mean uniformity. Uh, unity doesn't have to mean sameness. We're not trying to clone people here. We're not trying to cookie cutter people. The, the only image we want to point to is Christ Jesus. And what does it mean to be more like him? And what does it mean to walk in his word? And then when Christ starts filling us up, we get to be a, vari a variant version of Christ. Christ from this personality. Christ from that personality, you know? We got some folks who are quiet. We got some folks that are much louder. You know, what does Christ look like through both personalities? And, and we've got to be varied. Why? Because Jesus called us to be fisher of men. And different fish take different kind of bait. And so there are people out there I can't reach, but you can. And so it's important for us to have unity, but also creativity, right? Uh, you know, and, and uh, so yeah, there you go. The blessing of unity. Let's jump into this really quick. All right, hang on, Christian. Let me see if it's going to work. I got to hold my mouth right. All right, help me out, Christian. There you go. <laughs> psalm 133. It's a short psalm, but man, it is so powerful. Behold 
how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He says, man, it's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down to the edge of his garments. Now, they would have known exactly what this was. This, is, this was a description of way back when Moses anointed Aaron to be the first high priest. So in one thing that you can take out of it, if you are dwelling in a spirit of unity with the brethren, with the people of God, there's almost a priestly anointing that comes upon you. That means you get access into his presence to come and go and interact with him. You get access into the Holy of Holies. You get access into not only ministering to the Lord, but to minister to everyone else. Isn't it cool to have, it's, if, you're, if you are uh, walking in unity, if we're a people who are flowing in unity, that means that you don't have to just have the preacher minister to. We all get to minister to each other. And we all get to take this and minister to everybody we come in contact out there. It's, it's a beautiful thing, right? Uh, there's, there's also much more symbolism we could jump in there uh, with, with Aaron. But for the sake of time, we're going to continue. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. Mount Hermon is one of the, the biggest mountain ranges in Israel. It's in the far northeastern portion of Israel. It's uh, the highest mountains. It, it typically has snow caps on it. And uh, some folks, uh, some, there's some theologians, there's a debate, but some theologians think that that may be the uh, uh, place where the, the, the Mount of Transfiguration. Uh, there's another mount that other theologians say, no, it's probably this one. But, you know, again, I always say, like, how do you become a theologian? Like, like is there a diploma that says you're officially now a theologian? But the point is, Mount Hermon, what, what they're talking about here is, Mount Hermon have, has those snow-capped tops, and it's a mountain range about 30 miles long, and on a hot summer day, the breeze will blow across those snow caps on down to Jerusalem, where the mount, mountains of Zion are. So you've got Mount Zion, where the temple is. You've got uh, the Mount of Olives right across from that. So that whole little hillside area, all of a sudden, all that, that hot air that blows across those snow caps all of a sudden turns into a cool mist that would come down on Mount Zion or on Jerusalem. So these guys knew what that was. Like, man, you get up on a hot day and you, ah, you know, here in Texas, when it's 110 degrees out there and finally we get some rain and, you know, you see all of us older folk getting out playing in the rain a little bit or at least walking outside and just, ah, you know, man, it's so refreshing. That's what it's saying that unity, when we come together in unity for a same purpose, it's just, ah, isn't this nice? Man, there's some fellowships out there that uh, they got drama taking place, you know? I could, I could show you some churches that's like that. And man, we're so blessed. We really don't have to deal with all that. And then it says this, for there, where? At the place of unity. For at the place of unity, the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. There's a blessing in unity, and God doesn't just suggest it. He doesn't just say, hey, I'm thinking about blessing you if you're in unity. <laughs> he commands, the Lord, the, 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 the king and commander of heaven's armies issues an order, a command. You think, you think that command's gonna get carried out if God issues it? I think so. <laughs> he issues a blessing, and the blessing is life forevermore. Just to break that down, the Hebrew, Hebrew term for blessing, 
Thank you. Hebrew term for blessing is this. Benefit, favor, peace, invocation of good, happiness. He commands this into your life. Isn't that cool? And then at life, the, word, the Hebrew word for life means this. So God commands or he, that, that the benefit of being made alive, to have life, remain alive, live prosperously, live forever, be quickened, be revived from sickness, discouragement, and even death. That's a pretty weighty blessing. <laughs> he said, hey, when you come together in unity, I'm going to command a blessing of life. Prosperity. You get to be quickened. That means you get energized. You get strength. Your youth is renewed. That's a promise in the kingdom of God. What, what an incredible blessing it is if we can come together and continue in unity. You're going to see uh, here in a few moments when we kick into our business meeting, you're going to see one, one of the ways that God has blessed us, right? Uh, but let's, for the sake of making sure we're walking in unity, we're going to do a really quick reset. Uh, and by reset, that I worked 25 years in television production. So when you're in broadcast production, whether it's radio or television, you always have to, at the top of the hour, bottom of the hour, so that's at the, the, the top of the hour at the 30-minute mark, you have to do a reset. You ever, you ever watch... TV, and so you're watching KT, KTTQ or whatever, you know, Channel 11, or you're listening to the radio, you're listening to KTXT or whatever, 1310 The Ticket, AM Radio, Dallas-Fort Worth, right in the middle of them trying to have a conversation with the coach or whatever, right? <laughs> you know, you're listening to sports talk, and all of a sudden, you, they plug that in. Well, that's, a, that's called a reset. The FCC requires that, just to let people know. Just letting you know this is what frequency you're dialed into. So we're going to do a quick reset. So let's go to the, the next slide. You're sitting at Gathering Church, Viridian, right? <laughs> we, have, we have a mission statement. Say, well, I've, I'm attending this church. Well, hey, the church you're attending has a mission statement. And this is our mission statement. It's really simple. Everything about us is very simple. To know him and to make him known. Biblically speaking, that's a very intimate word. I want to know him, but not just know him. I want to make him known. Uh, I want to come into relationship, but I also want others to experience that relationship. So if you say, well, what, what's the purpose of the, what, what church you go to? Well, gathering church, what's the purpose? To know him and to make him known. So we can all kind of get on the same page. It's been a while since we've talked about this stuff. So we've got a lot of new faces over the last couple of years. So going to reset. All right. There's, there's, a, there's a simple formula that we use to, to, to uh, go about doing this mission statement. We call it the three G's. We gather, we grow, we go. We try to create opportunities to get together, to gather. Whether it's a Sunday morning, whether it's Bible study, whether it's some kind of a, a fellowship. We try to encourage it even on a level, a personal level. Like we want there to be relationships fostered where you meet someone and say, hey, I'm going to go out to eat today. Why don't you go with me? Or, hey, why don't you come over and eat Sunday dinner with me? Or what? Just we try to create. That's part of discipleship. Discipleship isn't just about studying the Word of God. It's about doing life together. So we try to create opportunities to gather together for the express purpose of growing. 
no, 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 no. So there, yeah, that's good. You're good. <laughs> We're going to stay on this until after the break. So you're, you're good right there. Thank you. Everyone give Christian a hand of appreciation. Look at that. <laughs> Working hard over there. Uh, then we want to grow. We want to grow as disciples of Christ, number one. Uh, uh, our, our, we're, we're not so much worried about numeric growth because if we are creating disciples, the Bible didn't say go into all the world and plant churches and get a lot of people to attend. It said go into all the world and make disciples of all men. So if we can make disciples, if we are truly discipling people, well, we'll grow. That's a natural, uh, you know, we're, we'll grow numerically because disciples tend to uh, multiply. <laughs> That's part of it, right? Uh, so there's a natural growth that God will naturally add to our numbers. But, you know, the, the, the American philosophy of a healthy church is a church that is growing numerically. I disagree. If, if, if we got about 100 people on our membership role, if we're not discipling 100 people effectively, then what good are we going to be doing if we have 500 people, right? So I would rather concentrate on discipling and building relationships with Christ, with each other, and let just everything happen naturally and organically in the kingdom. So that's what we mean by growing. Uh, growing in the word, growing in our faith, growing in our relationship to him and with each other. And then finally, go. Uh, we, we don't want to just come have church for the sake of having church. Everything we do here is a pep rally. Church takes place all week long, so, you know, the, the rest of the days, out in society, out in the marketplace, out at our schools, out in our homes, out in the neighborhoods, correct? So that's, that's what we want to do. We want to gather, grow, go, which, by the way, there is a method to our madness. Have you ever wondered, on our logo, there's, there's ripples, water ripples under the G. It's actually representing the three G's. Gather, grow, go. Oh, I never knew that. Well, if you don't know, now you know. All right. Also, it's a little hat tip to the church was planted in a facility right by Lake Viridian, right by the water, which is really significant because blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. He shall be like a tree planted by the water, by the streams, right? Amen. So that's what we want to do. So see, this not just because it's like, hey, that's kind of an interesting logo. Well, no, there's actually... Some thought that went into things, right? All right, so that's our reset. Uh, how many want to walk in unity? Amen. How many want to uh, experience this incredible blessing?